With our global population set to eclipse nine and a half billion people by the year 2050, we need to think differently about food production. And my next two guests have been doing just that in central Alberta. It's a hotbed of expertise when it comes to ag and smart farms. So sit back, settle in, and learn how data has become the 21st century plow. Welcome to Shift. Today on Shift, we've got Lorna Baird and Joy Agnew from Olds College of Agriculture and Technology. Welcome, you guys. Thank you. Now, I've been down to Olds College uh, for some of the tours, the farm days you guys have, and there's a lot of fantastic, exciting stuff going on. So why don't you guys just walk us through, walk our listeners through what Olds College of Agriculture and Technology <laughs> is all about. Yeah, old, old college is, is is pretty focused on on egg and providing you know the latest and greatest training opportunities, learning opportunities, and research opportunities in in egg in the egg tech space, and that's really why we we built and established the smart farm in in 2018 was to really. Um, leverage that resource that's been at mm-hmm. Olds College for over a century, but really integrate it more meaningfully in our academic programs and our applied research program with a focus on on ag tech and accelerating, yeah. uh, accelerating the development, the adoption, the understanding, the integration, all of that of of ag tech into into food production because um, you know we're all facing this global grand challenge of feeding a growing population with less impact on the environment or mm-hmm. less negative impact on the environment and it's um it's a huge challenge so we all we all need to come together and, and do what we can sure now when we talk about the environmental impacts and you think about you know carbon and a lot of carbon can come from farming mm-hmm. right how what are some of the give me a sense of what some of those things uh to mitigate carbon will be See how I went off script? That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> this is my favorite topic to talk about, actually. Excellent. Um, yeah, the carbon footprint of agriculture mm-hmm. is this huge, um, honestly, not, it's a misunderstood, I guess, measure, honestly. Because okay. uh, a lot of people will, will parrot numbers like, oh, 10% of Canada's emissions come from egg, or 24% of global emissions are from egg. But it really, you know, where you draw the envelope or where you draw those lines around mm-hmm. where emissions are really happening um, plays a huge role. And when it, when it comes to egg, a lot of emissions from egg are part of the short cycle of carbon. Like they were just sequestered in the soil and the plants, right. and then they were grown and consumed by animals or they were grown and and crops were or grain was taking off of that and the net emissions to Mm -hmm. the atmosphere are actually relatively minimal when it comes to egg but everyone's always just measuring the absolute emissions and that's that's a huge that's a huge thing that needs to be sorted out and better better communicated in my opinion okay but that's not saying there isn't opportunity for Mm -hmm. for egg producers to um reduce their carbon footprint even even more than they already are because it is actually relatively small. So there's all kinds of new tools, technologies and practices that will that will support that and we're looking at a number of them at Olds College. Okay. And so let me just, just help me understand this. So when you're talking about the carbon being sequestered, mm-hmm. are you are you saying that the carbon being sequestered is kind of offsets the carbon that's 
that's exactly. being produced? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So so ag is a huge carbon sink as well as a as a carbon or an emissions yeah. source as well. And honestly, they balance each other out pretty pretty well year over year. Okay. But you have to look at the entire cycle. Sure. And that's and that's usually what gets missed when you're talking about emissions. Okay. Now with Olds College, you guys once a year you do farm days. We do AgSmart. AgSmart. Yeah. And then we host a number of, of tours and various other events throughout the year to bring people through the farm. And Okay, so yeah. it's regular citizens across Alberta yes. can come to Olds, visit this smart farm. And folks, it's fantastic. It's really cool. <laughs> um, I, I really enjoyed kind of the smart farm uh, control center. Yeah, the data lab. The data lab. Yeah. Yeah, where you can monitor mm-hmm. all these different kind of conceivable variables yeah. to determine the health of soil the health of the uh, the the environment basically yep. and so tell me a little bit about that how did that technology come to be and what is the genesis how do you become a smart farm <laughs> oh that's a that's a huge question like what what is a smart farm I <laughs> yes, guess. there we go yeah <laughs> um, honestly one, one definition of a smart farm is just any farm that is using advanced tools and technologies or using data to make better decisions okay. to improve their overall productivity okay. and sustainability so um, data is critical there data is critical and and digital tools are critical in that. But if you look back, if you look at ag tech and ag tech adoption, 99% of farms have adopted some form of, say, GPS guidance or auto steer or using cameras to monitor livestock or like. Right. So almost every farm, I would say, could be considered a smart farm. Uh, what sets Old College Smart Farm and a few other smart farms apart is is our mandate to support demonstration and learning and knowledge mobilization. So we aren't there to run a commercial farm to make a bunch of profit. Mm-hmm. We are running a farm to support academics and applied research and and training and learning for a variety of different audiences. Okay. So now as when when you're looking at at a at, at that broad audience of people that are going to be accessing olds, so students, yeah. researchers, um, how does it play into when there's entrepreneurs? Mm-hmm. How does that play into Olds College and what you guys do? Lorna can probably yeah. jump in here. Go ahead, Lorna. It, it, in a number of ways, we work with entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Um, they could come to us through the applied research side. So if they need help um, scaling or, or validating the technology that they're that they're developing to serve the livestock industry or the crop industry. Um, then they can they can come to us for those uh, relationships on the the applied research side, and in that stream, we're really nimble and able to do research that answers the questions that they have on their specific needs, okay. um, and help them move through to commercialization um, with more sound decision making abilities because of that that research and validation in real life situations. I get you. Okay. So that's one way we can support them. And then on the other side, we have um, access to the Alberta Innovation Network and the in our region, it's the Central Alberta Regional Innovation Network that can feed them into coaching and mentoring and other resources to help them on the, the business side. So we have both the technology and the business readiness okay. um, supports there. So it's kind of it, it's helping the college right across right across the board right across the continuum because you'll have cutting edge smart farm research going on mm-hmm. and then how that can potentially be deployed by entrepreneurs that are coming in through the RINs mm-hmm. and the other programs to 
navigate through that. Mm -hmm. So, and I and I want to flesh out the the pan uh, mm -hmm. Canadian smart farm yep. in a moment. But I also I just want to touch on the the one. Uh, faculty. When I had I'd been on a tour there a, a few months back as part of the Alberta Innovation Network, we were both involved, mm -hmm. and it was fantastic. But I remember going through one of the buildings, and it was a newer building, and it was so this was right after Command Central, mm -hmm. the Smart Farm Command Central, and then into the new space, and they had a bunch of different tools that were kind of on yes. display, yep. and that's a relatively new building. Yeah, you're talking about the Workland Ag, Ag Tech Center. Center. Yes, yeah. can you, can a you? beautiful building. Yeah. It really is, you know. And honestly, there's so many things about Olds, and I'm trying not to sound biased here, but <laughs> just when I after the tour, leaving, going to the butcher shop, going to the brewery, that was you guys fun. have yeah. it was it's amazing. And folks, you, you got to check it out if you're going from Edmonton to Calgary or whatever, or in or around Olds, you really do have to make a stop because it's it's very cool. But flesh this Lakeland. Is that mm -hmm. what you called it? The, no, the Workland Ag Tech Center. Workland, Workland Ag Tech Center. My apologies mm -hmm. for the Lakeland reference. So it's okay. They're part of the network. It's all good. Yes. There yeah. we go. We've got a plug-in for them. Yeah. Yes. And 25 cents. We, exactly. <laughs> we partner on as many projects as we can with Lakeland or other colleges or universities to, to be um, yeah, working in tandem with them. Okay. Uh, so it's... It's great to, yeah. to mention our partners. Yeah, there you yeah. go. See, it's, everything's intentional. So, but tell me about this building. It, sure. it looked, it was spotless. It was cool. Mm -hmm. Lots of like wood blended with glass. And it just looked, it looked like the learning environment that I sh wish I had <laughs> when I was uh, going to school. Yeah, yeah the, the Workland Ag Tech Center is the home of our Workland School of Ag Technology. And that's actually home to our new Ag Tech credentials, so our diploma and our degree program, as well as our other ag programming um, and related programming, business programming within the work, Workland School of Ag Technology. But that building was just, it was just opened and our grand opening was last fall. Ah. Uh, and so when that that AIN tour came through in early March, mm -hmm. we realized March isn't the ideal time to show cool stuff out in the field, obviously, mm -hmm. so we brought the field stuff inside, and that's uh, where... You brought the field in. We did, okay. yeah. So all the, the sensors and various weather stations, and I think drones and yeah. a few yeah. other gadgets, I guess, were on display in, in that building for, for that tour, just to like peak interest and show, like, look, farming, so farming isn't a plow and a horse right. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it is... Well, and that's the interesting thing, right? And I often think about smart farms um, on my wife's side there's a it's a farming family in Saskatchewan but a lot of the younger people are leaving farming they don't want to farm because it's almost that perception like you're saying the plows the horses mm -hmm. you know maybe a, a little old school but with all of the technology that we're seeing again you guys have that autonomous mm -hmm. a giant autonomous vehicle that was controlled by the you know uh, the person was controlling with will look like a joystick from a yeah. video game yeah. which is as an aside, way too complicated for me. <laughs> but it was amazing to see this massive piece of machinery and what it could do. Mm -hmm. You know, and sh you could just pop, your, the operator could park themselves in a pickup truck, program it, mm -hmm. right? And then yeah. just it'll follow a route. Yeah. I think technology and digital tools and sort of the advancement of all that for egg is sort of somewhat of a double-edged sword at this point because okay. it is opening a whole bunch of different doors for different career opportunities in egg and people are really interested in it. But at the same time, a lot of 
a lot of individuals already in farming are very wary and you know not unsure about all these technologies and tools and artificial intelligence and it's you know it, it's a it's a massive disruption to how we have been growing food right. and so the the adoption rates for certain technologies are definitely not where we would expect to see them and it's and i think it's because of that it's so different than than okay. how we did things before and there's just a lack of certainty on exactly how it's going to work how reliable it's going to be um rural connectivity continues to be a sure. big mm-hmm. a big barrier or potential barrier for some of these tools so there's there's lots of really cool things happening yeah. it's just what is it going to take to get to that 80 or 90 percent adoption rate for for these broader technologies okay and in terms of the autonomous ag when i looked at that as an outsider learning about it for the first time i thought well, that's neat for the couple of people who, who are going to be the front runners, but I wonder how the adoption is going to, to flow beyond that. But it's encouraging to hear that, that it's it's not going to replace the, the people. It's there to support the people and right. work in tandem with mm-hmm. more conventional tools and, and be a problem solver, not a, not a replacement, obviously. Um, and that we have... Um, producers in our area that have decided to take that equipment on in their own in their own production mm-hmm. systems. Oh, so okay. it's actually a real life thing that means it's accessible. And maybe right. being connected with the college would give people a little bit more confidence to take on some of these technologies that are being studied and improved through our projects. Mm-hmm. So what when we think about and and, and Joe, you mentioned an interesting point about connectivity mm-hmm. because you know as we know rural connectivity with the internet's Rural, uh, urban connectivity with the internet isn't always great. Mm-hmm. So if you've got tools that are contingent upon that, it can be very difficult. But let's say we resolve the connectivity issue and move that aside. What do you, as Olds College, what do we as Alberta Innovates, and what do the entrepreneurs and researchers need to do to encourage people more so? Is it just education? Is it just getting the word out? Or it, It's or partly that, but it's also making sure that these solutions are actually solving a problem and not creating a new problem. Okay. Because we see that a lot as well. Where there there is innovators and entrepreneurs with a great idea and they think there's gotta be an application in egg. Yeah, I'm gonna we're gonna say here, let's pitch it for for a solution to this problem without really understanding the problem. Uh, And so that that's the other value I guess of working with the smart farm and, and the smart farm team is really understanding what ag is all about in ag production and making sure that the problem is well defined before really starting to dial in on a potential solution. You know, it's interesting because that makes me think when I talk to uh, Michael or any of the TDAs, you know, in terms of business, it's always understanding what your yeah. doodad, whatever piece of technology, what is it solving? What problem is problem it solving? Solver, yeah, yeah and, and it's so important yeah. that people don't get too married to their ideas of whatever tech it is they're creating and then forcing it to fit into something because yeah that i can see that the other challenge the other big challenge in the egg tech space is that every farm is different Mm -hmm. and every so basically every customer is different so if you think about cell phones or smartphones right like they're sort of ubiquitous and anyone anyone can pick up a phone and make it work for themselves and they and they don't have to have a whole bunch of different varieties of phones to you know serve the majority of the population mm-hmm. egg is going to be different egg is going to have to be very like the tools and technologies are going to, have to be flexible and adaptable and iterable for that specific farm or ranch or the way it operates you know what that makes me think of in health there's that whole notion of personalized medicine mm-hmm. 
right? So we used to approach health as one size fits all. Oh, you've got a heart condition, you need to do this. But now we're looking more where the health innovators are looking more at yep. how does, does that individual yep. behave? What are the contraindications for, yep. I'm, I'm not trying to sound like I know more than I know, <laughs> but it, it just, you mentioning that made me think that, yeah. well, yeah, if every farm is different, it needs to be like a personalized farming. That's a perfect analogy. Actually, I'm going to use that if you're okay with that John, down the road. Every time it's 25 cents, two bits. <laughs> because the, the human body is so incredibly complex, right? right? So is farming. Like, so is, like, the whole interface between soil, plant, water, mm-hmm. animals. Like, it's an incredibly complex environment, and that's why it has to be managed. It, it's so... It, it's managed differently in every right. in every situation. It's it's really fascinating. Um, tell me a little bit about the the Pan uh, Canadian Smart Farm. Yeah, so the Pan Canadian uh, Smart Farm Network was uh, was or the development phase of it, I guess, was launched in June 2021. We're actually okay. coming up on to the end of this development phase, and we're looking to kind of identify what the next iteration looks like. But the idea was to connect uh, various smart farm entities across Canada because. Because the egg sector is so diverse across Canada, um, Olds College Smart Farm is great and we're doing amazing things, but we're relatively narrowly focused on mm-hmm. broad acre, dryland crop production and beef and sheep production. There's so many other aspects of ag sure. that, that need that kind of innovation support like a smart farm has uh, in order to really thrive. So we realize there's other smart farm entities out there um, and we're all kind of at fairly early stage trying to figure things out. Let's work together um, so we don't have to reinvent the wheel, share lessons learned, share best practices on how to run a smart farm, how to work with companies, how to work with entrepreneurs, how to Mm -hmm. create these relationships uh, and then do really good projects. So the the Smart Farm Network started with three core sites, Olds College, Lakeland College, um, and then Glacier Discovery Farm at Langham in Saskatchewan. And we have now since expanded to include, I'm going to get the count wrong, because we actually <laughs> just announced our, our next expansion site today. Oh, hey. Um, but Congratulations. Our, thank you. Our first expansion site was the University of Saskatchewan Livestock and Forest Center of Excellence. And then we had the Manitoba Beef and Forage Initiatives join us a few months ago. And then just today, Emily Innovation Farms in Manitoba as well has joined. Wow, wonderful. That's great. So Mm -hmm. it's really starting to encompass Western Canada. Almost pan-Canadian already. Right, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. That's that's really exciting. Yeah, and then we'll have two more announcements in the next couple of weeks. Okay, so uh, no teasers. Sorry, no. We've got to go check Olds College (laughs) for information coming out on that. So... Tell me a little bit uh, more about the regional innovation networks and maybe the technology access centers Mm -hmm. and how that kind of blends in. Because I also want to kind of place this in the context of you guys aren't just helping farmers in your region of Alberta. Correct, yeah. So people can come in from all over different places and the pan-Canadian smart farm stuff. So you guys are all working together, sharing data and stuff. But if people, entrepreneurs, regular Joe, Joanne, uh, Canadian want to come down and see the smart farm, there's different ways they can do this. And you guys are there to help navigate through all of these different systems. Yeah. Do I have a question there? Yeah. I did <laughs> at some point. You, let, me t- <laughs> let me tie in on your, your comment about the, the technology access centers. Mm-hmm. So that's another strength of... Um, the networking that we have access to at Olds College. So the um, technology access centers across the country, there are 60 of them in countless different subject um, 
areas of expertise. Um, Ours is the Technology Access Center for Livestock Production. So that's focused on beef and sheep for for the work that we do in the the TAC. Mm -hmm. Um, And that opens the door to working in um, collaboration with another seven TACs in the province and then 60 across the country if we need access to... um, Manufacturing to help okay. a livestock so client. So each each tack has a as specific kind of fo- right their specialty. So if you guys, if you have an entrepreneur that comes to you or someone that comes to you and says, "I need this," mm-hmm. and it's not related to what your tack experience is, there you guys are a conduit yes. to another tack. Yeah. Okay. Or potentially another RIN. Yeah, both. If, For okay. Sure. Yeah. Or another school. So yeah. you guys, it's like a lot of the PSIs, the post-secondaries, and those tax and rents yeah. all working together to kind mm-hmm. of help, whether it's the researcher or whether it's the uh, the the entrepreneur get what they to need. What they yeah. Need. So we don't just have the one little offering and say, "Okay, good luck with everything else." Right. We can say, "All right, we got you at the at the Technology Access Center for Livestock Production. We got you." The, the background information and the, the grounding um, place for your livestock tech idea. Yep. Now we have to stop our work or pause some of our work and hand you over to Red Deer Polytechnic for some manufacturing support, access other funding through the RIN or other networks in the province, maybe get a, a, a micro voucher to get a prototype made. That's not our specialty, so we, we partner with Red Deer Polytechnic in this example, mm-hmm. and then when they've got their prototype, they come back and say, how does this work in real life with a cow? And then we help them with that. And then we move them through to different steps. So it's not it's not just the narrow focus of this is our business. We have all those other access points to so mm-hmm. many networks across the country and in different areas that the clients need. It's it's a bit more of a full story. It's a really holistic approach, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's not like someone's going to get a phone or someone will call you guys and then you go, mm, yeah, no, that's not our thing. Sorry about that. Can't help click. you, click. No. Yeah, there's always the warm handoff or yeah. that conduit into another, in, in to wherever that special specialty may exist. If it happens to be a, a technology access center issue where we don't have the, the right answers, then... Tech Access Canada, that is sort of the umbrella organization mm-hmm. for those 60 TACs, has a, a jump ball system where you go online, you find mm-hmm. jump ball, you ask your question, and instantly 60 TAC managers across the country have access to this question. And oh, they say, okay. okay, that's in our area of expertise we can help or we've got experience with another client who accessed resources in in that vein so we can contact that person and get the answer it's It's not just a family it is and and so it's the pan canadian smart farm networks or the regional innovation networks networks. and and Mm -hmm. the the psis um we uh sometimes it feels like colleges and and universities are very separate but we partner with with the the universities as well being the nimble cousin of the the kind of work that they can do in research. Right. Okay. Okay. That's fascinating. So now, Joy, what's what's next for the smart farm? <laughs> the sky's the limit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so the, the next the next couple of years, I can see us really building out our. Uh, activities at our smart farm in Saskatchewan. So we have okay. actually expanded into into Saskatchewan. So we have a land base there that we need to um, 
basically turn into the same type of demonstration facility that we have we have in Olds and in, in Central okay. Alberta. So we're looking at a number, working with a number of partners, and it just opens the door to a number of new entrepreneurs and and innovators in that in that space or in that province to have that same kind of proving ground and testing ground. Right. So we'll be working, spending quite a bit of time on that. We're we're hoping to kind of launch the the third phase, I guess, of our of our smart farm development, which will allow us to expand a little bit in some of our areas of focus mm-hmm. um, so expanding into Saskatchewan is one piece but other pieces you know maybe beyond broadacre dryland crop production and beef and sheep production right. um, so stay tuned for that I guess because I don't know how much I'm allowed to share but we're definitely looking Fair at enough. a few other yeah. a few other spaces for us to sink our teeth into and support innovators and tech developers in in some new exciting agri-food spaces that's that's mm-hmm. cool to hear it's exciting you know and and ag is not uh, you know there's always that that expression people are oh, this isn't your grandma or grandpa's farm anymore yeah. you know we've heard that a, a bunch of times but the reality is farming and agriculture has embraced technology and there's a glamorous side to it to the technology because you know there's there's cool aspects to that but there's a really important side to it that you know is helping people do a critical job which is growing food and you know getting the food we need to hit a population of potentially what nine billion people i think they're saying in 2050 mm-hmm. you know so when you think about all the stuff that goes on farms vertical farming you know rooftop farming it's it's all very exciting, and I'm sure there's applications in there, uh, smart data wise. Yes. So it'll be exciting to see how that fleshes out. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we're at Inventures. How how's the event been for you guys so far? It's always such an amazing networking event that I barely get a chance to get into any of the sessions <laughs> because right. you're yeah. just colliding with so many like amazing people. I mean, it's the premier innovation event in. Alberta, if not Western Canada. So <laughs> it's just, it's really great to connect with so many people here who are of the similar kind of mindset of like, let's, let's accelerate, let's, let's disrupt, let's innovate and, and, right. and move into this new paradigm of feeding a growing population with less impact on the environment. Yeah. Yeah. My personal story from this morning, I arrived at 7.45 and by the time I had my bum in the seat at 8.15 for the, the intro, yeah. I had had eight super awesome conversations wow. um, with new people and people that I was reconnecting with that we're going to meet up with again later to continue and finish the, those conversations right and, and connections. So, I, I mean, I had a silly grin on my face from 8 o'clock in the morning already, <laughs> so I'm uh, having a good time. Oh, it's lucrative. That's excellent. I'm very excited. And this is great to talk to you guys. So thank you very much for taking the time. Thank you. And uh, we'll reconnect over the next day and a half. Sounds great. Thanks, John. Thanks so much. Thank you. Shift can be found online at shift.albertainnovates.ca or you can reach us via email at shift at albertainnovates.ca. We can also be found on your favorite streaming service. So dive in and enjoy. Until next time, I'm John.